is um um this is one of those moments where you say help me holy spirit because if you don't help me there is no help for me amen uh apparently brother stephen is unable to be here this evening uh but if you know god like i do then none of this takes him by accident because God is the God that knows the end from the beginning. He knows things that happen before they happen. And some of those things he has preordained. So this night, what we'd like to do is spend a moment or two in prayer. There was something, I think it was Pastor IBK said on Sunday, that resonated with my spirit. And I thought we should pray over that tonight. He said, Something to the effect that, you know, when we started out this year, that God gave us a word. He gave us a sure word of prof promise, right? He, he, what did he say this year would be? A year of what? And, and, and as we look at some of the events that have transpired this year, and some of us seated in this room today, either are going through this or we know somebody that is going through this. I know that in my family... Uh, in the past month, has, it's been anything but rest in my house. And so we're wondering, Father, did you not promise us rest? Did you not give us a word at the beginning of this year that you were going to give us rest? What has happened to me? Did I get out of the boat? Or like Peter, am I, am I kind of walking on water here? Did I not start with my eyes upon you? What is happening to me? And he said this, he said something uh, that was very significant. He says, you know, and, and this is my own word, I'm just paraphrasing it. He said, you know, like with God, a thousand years is like one day, and then one day is like a thousand years. And so in a moment, in the blinking of an eye, when you least expect it, I remember a show that I used to watch on TV a while back. It was called, uh, I think it was Candid Camera. And the punchline in that, in that TV show was this. When they pulled the trick, it was essentially they pull tricks and they do tricks and they play tricks on people. Uh, when you least expect it, uh, you'll be surprised. Somebody somewhere will say, smile, you're on candid camera. And I'm telling you, God is saying to us this evening that perhaps when you least expect it, in the moment where you are wondering, where is my help going to come from? When you are giving up in desperation, you are throwing up your hand in surrender. And you said, this thing is not going to happen. That that thousand years may be like that one day when God shows up and does something miraculous. Because all it takes is a word from the Lord. And all it takes is a moment in time. God speaks a word. And in a moment in time, it is established. It said it was like when, when God turned around, the scriptures tell us, when God turned around the captivity of uh, Israel, that we were like those that dreamed. It's like you wake up and you go, you go to sleep and you wake up. I, I don't know if this feeling has ever happened to you. And you wake up in a state of euphoria. And you say, I don't know this dream that I had. But it was something wonderful. Because, you know, and it leaves you with all kinds of positive uh, feelings. The word of the Lord is like that to us. To those that will believe it and hold on to it, it is like a dream when it happens because it is a flash in a moment when the word of God comes to pass 
And people wonder what happened to you. You know it is the word of God that happened to you. There was something about your expectation that when people were content to give up, you would not give up. When people were content to say that this word will never come to pass, you will not let go of your promise. The Bible says of Joseph that until his word, his word came to pass, the word of the Lord touching him came to pass, that God tested him. Maybe you have been in a moment of testing and your word is about to come to pass. It is said that the darkest part of the night is just before the dawn. Maybe the dawn is about to light up upon you. But you see, it is in that dark moment that some people say the morning will never come. I want to tell you this evening that your morning is about to come. That the word of the Lord to you is about to become manifest. And perhaps God has orchestrated events this night for those of you that need to hear this. So that you can recharge your faith again and begin to believe God. Amen. And so that's what we're going to pray this uh, evening for the little time that we have. I want to remind you of a man called Abraham. In the uh, book of Genesis, Genesis 15, and I'm going to read a story to you. Now, this was a, a man. Now, I, I believe, like we say in Nigeria, the man was just sitting on his own, Jeje. Let me... <laughs> Let me translate that. It means he was sitting around just minding his own business. Okay? And God called him out from his own people. And to, from a familiar environment to things that he was used to. And God said, look, Abraham, I'm going to take you on a journey. And just like God, he didn't tell him where he was taking him. He just called Abraham. And not only did he call Abraham... But here's Abraham, probably content with his situation in life. Wasn't looking for any great things. But God then makes him a promise. And says, look, I will bless you and make you exceedingly great. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so this was the context for the promise that came to Abraham. First of all, he didn't ask for it. God selected him and picked him out from amongst his peers. Just like you, God, did, you didn't ask God to give you a word of rest. God in his infinite goodness has decided that he wants to bring you to a place of rest. He has made you a promise, perhaps which you didn't ask for. But because of his goodness, he wants to bless you. But then you wonder, God, you've raised my expectations so much. Are you going to raise my expectations only to disappoint me? That's what Abraham was dealing with here in Genesis 15. God had made him this promise and he said here in verse 1, he says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing as I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look, you give me no offspring. Indeed, one uh, born in my house is my heir. And behold, and this is where I'm going. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven. And count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. 
the word for you this evening is look now to heaven. Look now to heaven. See, because Abraham had begun to scheme. God had given me a word. How is this going to come to pass? I'm, I don't know, but I know who I am. I know I am childless. I know I have no heir. Abraham was so consumed with his limitations that he didn't recognize who had just made him a promise. Abraham was so consumed by relying on his own resources that he couldn't understand that the God that had made him this promise was the master and the Lord of all the universe. And so God sends him, brings him outside and says, Abraham, look now to heaven. Look to the stars of the sky and see if you can count them. Now, did God understand that Abraham probably couldn't count the stars of the sky? Definitely. He probably knew that that was an impossible task. See, the assignment for Abraham was not in numbering the stars in the sky. There's a verse of scripture that says, Oh Lord our God, how, uh, how uh, magnificent is your name in all the earth. When I consider the universe, the stars that you have made, the stars that you have made, what is man that you're mindful of him? You see, Abraham, by looking up to heaven and seeing the enormity of the stars, which he could not count, and that everything was spinning in motion, sustained by the hand of a maker and a creator. If Abraham could understand what was happening in the stars, he could understand who was making him a promise. If Abraham could see the God of the stars and of the heavens, he'd understand the enormity of the power that was behind the word that had just been given to him. See, what Abraham was called to do was look to the stars, see God in the heavens, the God of the heavens that sustains and holds everything by his power. If that same God is able to hold the stars in the place, as numerous and as mighty as they are, what is a son that he cannot give it to you? If you can understand that this same God is the same God that has promised you this thing, then you can relax and understand that the same power that sustains the universe, the same star, the power that put the stars in the sky, is the same power that is going to make my word come to pass. And we understand that Abraham understood that eventually. Because listen, if you read forward, what happens to Abraham in Genesis 22? When God eventually gives him this son. Remember what happens. What, what, what did God ask of Abraham? To sacrifice his son. So here's a man that was concerned about not having any sons. Finally, God gives him a son. In spite of his own schemes and devices, Remember, he had tried to have a son outside of the plan and the will of God. And God says, no, 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 no. That's not my plan. My, you can, you don't, I don't need your help. I don't need you to help me work my stuff out. If I made the promise, I can bring it to pass. I don't need your schemings and your devices. See, you cannot understand divine things with human understanding. If you look to understand God with your human mentality, you will fall short and, and fall on your face all the time. God was saying to Abraham, I don't need you to help me. But see what happens here. Because when God demands this child of Abraham, Abraham goes up to the mountain, takes this only son. Remember, this was going to be his key to all of the promises that God had given to him. And I don't know, maybe some of you, something came into your hand in this year. And you were sure that that one thing was the key to this word of rest that God had given to you in, in 2014. 
and suddenly God is demanding or God demanded that thing of you and you were struggling to give it up and it really was all about God trying to give you a different perspective, trying to get you to look beyond the limitations of what you are, what you have, the limitations of who you are to what he wants you to be because ultimately God cannot demand something of you that he has given you without having something much better for you. In store. You just have to have that understanding. And so when God asks of this son that he had given to him, the Bible tells us Abraham was persuaded in his mind that even if he did kill this son, but because he had gotten a word from the Lord, and God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, that if God promises, God would deliver. God does not go back and forth. He's not a half-stepping God. He understood that if God had given him this word of promise, God was able to resurrect this boy from the dead. And so he went there willingly, taking the son to sacrifice his son. Did, under Abra did Abraham understand God? Certainly he did. Because he was fully persuaded that the word of God for his life was going to come to pass. And so we understand that, that if we have the faith of Abraham, if we can begin to see beyond our limitations... Because everything we see within time and space, but God is not bound by time and God is not bound by space. If we begin to get the divine perspective on the promise that God has given to us, if you begin to look outside of your own resources, outside of your own abilities, if you begin to look beyond your limitations and begin to say, God, this was your word. Father, you gave me this promise. I did not ask you for it. I was sitting on my own judge. You, <laughs> you gave me a word of promise. This is your word. Father, you are able to bring your word to pass. And I want, I'm wanting to believe you like Abraham, that this word for my life is able to come to pass. Father, it is your promise to me. Then God is able to move in miraculous ways between now and the end of December, so that that thing that you had given up on, that dream that had died, see, God is in the business of resurrection. That hope that you thought was deferred, God is able to bring it back to life. God is saying, are you able to believe me tonight? Can you stretch your faith like Abraham to believe that that thing which you thought was dead, but that my command and my word is able to come to life again? Are you able to believe me that I was the one that made the promise to you. That I promised you a place of rest. And I am able to bring you into a place of rest. Am I not the God that is able to sustain you? In spite of all you've been through from January, are you still not here? Are you still not in your right mind? Has the sun smitten you by the day? Has the moon smitten you by night? Have I not provided for you? Have I not created room for you? Are you not in your right mind? Are you out, are you, are you out on the street? No, 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 no. I have sustained you this far and I can take you into that promised land if you would dare to believe me this evening. That is the word of the Lord for you. I want us to rise this day and say, Father, like that centurion, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Father, help my unbelief. That is our prayer tonight. God, I want to look beyond my limitations and to see the God of my provision. I want to look beyond what I do not have and to look to your resources, my Father. I want you to short-circuit my mind and my analysis that paralyzes me 
so that I may look to you, O oh Father, and receive the faith, Father God, for the rest of the journey. I don't know what that word is to you, but I want you to begin to open your mouth now and begin to speak to the Father and say to him, Father, Father, I come to you this evening. I come to you tonight, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I have heard your word. I believe your word, Father God. And I say like Mary, O oh Father, let it be unto me according to your word. You are the God that promised, O oh Father. You sustain me, Father God, thus far. You hold the earth together, O oh Father, by your mighty and your powerful outstretched right arm, Father God. You said in the beginning, let there be light. Light has never ceased from the earth. You said, let everything that is be, Father God. And that word has never returned, Father God. You said there is a seed time and there is a harvest time. And we see seed time and harvest time in our generation. Father, 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 in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, 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 in the name of Jesus Christ. I look to you this evening, O oh God. I look to you this evening, O oh God. Your word says that those that look to you, O oh Father, that their faces are radiant, Father God. Let a radiance return to my face, O oh God. Father, I thank you, my Father. You said hope deferred, O oh Father, makes the heart grow sick. But that when the word is manifest, Father God Almighty, it is like leaving water to the soul, Father God. Let there be a refreshing, O oh God. A refreshing of my soul this day, O oh Father. Let there be a refreshing, O oh Father. Cause faith to arise, O oh Father. Father, I grab unto you, O oh God. I grab unto you, my Father, this night. And I say, Father, help me, O oh Father. Forgive my, uh, my uh, uncertainty, O oh Father. Thank you that is already forgiven, O oh God. Thank you that there is grace for me, O oh Father. Even when I have faltered in unbelief, thank you that your grace was there, covering me, O oh God, providing for me, O oh God. Even though I did not see it, O oh Father, you were there working for me. Thank you for this word of promise. Father, we hold on to it now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Marayaka sendeke seri. E baraya wa suri yeka mama handara seri. E baraya wa koro yobo siri yeka mama handara sara. E baraya wa koro yoko seri baba baba handara basara. Idere wa sara, idere wa sara, idere wa sara. Maraya kakunde mama mama siri yeka baka handara wa sara. Ederee wa sara kahanda. Ederee wa suri yeka baba bahandara wa sara. Oh, Father, we bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Let me make one more point. Somebody said this. He says, when God uses words in the scriptures... You know, the preachers are inspired by God. The, this man said this. He said, every word in the scriptures is there for something. So when you see therefore in the Bible, you need to ask what it is there for. Because God is a very, very strategic God. God said to Abraham, look now to heaven. Maybe because Abraham had been looking at everywhere but heaven. But he says, look now to heaven. I want you, if, if you're in this room and you're hearing my voice, I want you to look to heaven. Just as, just as a physical act, look to heaven. What, what are you having to do to look to heaven? Look up. Now, 
Is that the natural tendency of people? Don't we tend to look at eye level normally? And so, to look up to heaven, we have to do something that we don't naturally do. If you're going to get something supernatural from God, you are, you're going to have to do something that is unnatural for you. So, looking up to heaven takes some measure of effort. God is saying to, was saying to Abraham and he's saying to us this evening, do something that you haven't done naturally. Something that doesn't come naturally to you. If you're going to walk on water, you're going to have to step out of the boat. If you're going to walk on water, you're going to have to step out of the boat. And, and, and the boat represents anything for you. It is a place of comfort. It's a place of safety. It is your safety harbor, your safety net. That place where you said, this is home for me. God is calling you to do something unnatural this evening. I don't know what that thing is for you. Maybe it is a radical expression of your faith. I remember somebody in this uh, body a long time ago. He said things were so desperate for him. And that he had gotten to the point where he was really desperate and he said in a place of prayer, he took the word of God, put it on the ground, stood on the word and said, God, I'm standing on your word. But for him, that was a radical way to express this thing that he wanted to be. I don't know what that is for you, but I want you to begin in your mind now to say, what is it am I going to, what am I going to do that is unnatural for me? What is that thing that represents coming out of my place of comfort, stepping out of that boat? Because to walk on water, I have to step out of that boat. What is your boat today? I want you to throw away that boat and dare to walk on water this night with God. I don't know what that represents for you. I don't know what you're going to have to leave this place and go do something that is radical, radically different from how you've operated, from how you've thought. You have to now look to heaven. Do something that is unnatural. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I bring your people before you tonight and I say, Father. Father, we want supernatural results. So we're ready to do unnatural things. Father, by your spirit as you have spoken tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. Cause us to look to heaven, oh Father. Cause us to look to heaven, oh God. Lift our eyes towards heaven, oh Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, for those of us that have been stooped down with worry, and all we look is downwards, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the power of your Holy Spirit hit it and every one of us this night, oh Father. And cause us to look up to you, oh Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, oh Father. Thank you, my Father. Father, whisper to us, O oh God, in that still small voice, O oh Father, in the inner man, Father God Almighty, show each and every one of us that action that we must take, that thing that we must do, that radical action that we must take, that people will see and say, this is not like this person, that they wouldn't do this normally, they wouldn't do this naturally, but we recognize, oh Father, that if we act like other people, we will get what they get, my Father. If we want to get what you have for us, we have to dare to be different, oh Father. Father, cause us, oh Father, this evening, to dare to be different, to 
to stand apart from the crowd, Father God Almighty. To stand in that place, Father God Almighty, with you. If we have to stand alone, Father God, let us be willing to stand alone with you, my Father. Because when the miracles come, we have a testimony that points towards you, O oh Father. Thank you, Father. Be glorified in our lives. Be glorified in our circumstances. Be glorified in our situations. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, O Father. We thank you, O Father. I will look up to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord. You are our helper, O God. We have no help apart from you, O Father. We have no other resources apart from you, O God. The silver will fail, the gold will fail. But those that are anchored upon you have an anchor that is sure. An anchor that will hold no matter what the circumstances are, Father God. Teach us to anchor our faith upon you. Anchor our hope upon you, my Father. For those that put their trust in you shall never be put to shame, your word says, Father. We thank you, O Father. We bless you, O Father. And Father, now I pray for a restoration of strength. For those that have been wearied, Father God Almighty, by the trials and the circumstances of life, Father, I pray a refreshing breath of your Holy Spirit. Breathe afresh and anew upon your people this night, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, for those that have been tired from the running and the races that they've had to run, my Father, let there be an unction of your spirit to God. For you said that, that those that wait upon you, Father God Almighty, shall mount up with wings as eagles. You said they shall run and they shall not faint. They shall walk and not grow weary, my Father. Let a refreshing surge of your Holy Spirit, a renewing breath of your Holy Spirit, let it breathe upon your people now, my Father God, and give new life, O oh Father. Give new life, O oh Father. Give new life, Father God Almighty. Father, for the hopeless, Father God Almighty, we receive the hope of heaven now, my Father. We receive the hope of heaven, Father God. For those that have been discouraged, my Father God Almighty, we receive courage, Father God Almighty. For you have not given us a spirit of timidity, but the power and of love and of a sound mind, Father God. You said we should be bold and be courageous, my Father. Father, we receive boldness of your spirit, O God, to dare to do something different. We receive, my Father, now the courage of heaven, Father, to be all that you have called us to be. We bless your holy name, Father God. And even right now, we pray for the infirm and those that are dealing with sickness in their body. Father, by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, we send forth a word of healing to everyone that is dealing with sickness now, my Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command them to rise out of their sick beds and let healing and wholeness come, spirit, soul, and body, in the name of Jesus Christ. And for those that are despondent, are depressed, Father God, even in this season, Father, we pray, O oh Father, that the comfort of your Holy Spirit, the renewing power of your Holy Spirit, will touch each and every one of them, especially those of the household of this faith, of this household of faith, my Father. Oh, Father, for those whose lights, whose lights have grown dim, Father God, whose lights of their eyes, Father God Almighty, are growing dim. Father, we pray a new spark, Father God. A new fire, my Father. Let the fire be kindled again, O God. Let the embers begin to burn again, O God. Let the wood be stoked, my Father, that your people might arise, O Father, with a new zeal and a new passion, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit, touch your heart again. Touch your church again, O God. Stir the hearts of your people, Father God. Spirit of the living God, Touch your people again in the name of Jesus Christ. 
And we thank you, O Father. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. For we believe that by Christ Jesus we can do all things. Because he gives us strength. And we'll do great and wondrous things that will cause men to stand in awe of you. For in Jesus' name I have prayed. Hallelujah.